Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The NFL is over. But no need to, uh, you know, panic. You got the NHL, the NBA, college basketball. NASCAR is going to start up. Plenty of things to bet on. And I know where I'm going to make my bets. It's my bookie. They've been in business for years. They got a great mobile site, so I can bet, you know, if I'm at work or whatever, and I want to go somewhere private, I can just bet on my phone. Because obviously the site's going to be blocked at work. And right now, if you enter the promo code CHAIR, they'll match deposit dollar for dollar. So you put 100, you get 100 back. So 200 bucks in your, in your wallet that you can use to make even more money. Just go to mybookie.ag. You bet, you win, you get paid. All right, guys, welcome to another Pip Panther Rants, another Sports Rants podcast. I'm Wad Harris. Brought to you by Armchair Media. Take a seat. And we got plenty of fun things to talk about. You know, I think I finally figured out this whole noise thing in this car. Because the last few podcasts, I'm not getting the clicking as much. I think, you know, to be honest with you, I think it was the radiator. Or the, you know, the, the cooling system. I find if I just turn the freaking thing off, it doesn't do all that. Maybe it's just, you know, and I, and I tried several settings where it wouldn't, you know, cause much of a problem, but I don't know. Oh, well. I just noticed it's starting to sound a little better, and that's great, because, you know, that's awesome. So, the Super Bowl... Just happened. Obviously, it happened Sunday. Duh. I think for me, you know, I went and checked out. I went, went to the bar to watch it. And, um, well, for starters, I had to get, you know, help get the kids ready before I left, you know, because they had to go to school the next day. So, getting their school clothes together, bathing them, doing laundry, all that happy stuff. Then finally, I guess I just made before kickoff, I believe. Yeah. I just made after the national anthem. And I think they sang like, I think three and three, three anthems, I believe. I just made the coin toss and I just sat down. I finally had my beer, got my beer. I grabbed a pitcher of beer because, you know, it beats going to the bar multiple times. So I got, I got a pitcher of pretty cheap beer and. And they had the free hot dog and nacho bar. But the crazy part about this, this year, I don't know what it was. Everybody brought their whole family to this freaking thing. I mean, there was kids in this bar. And they were all going for the free hot dog and nachos. I mean, they were all sitting at their booths with their plates of hot dogs and nachos. and It was all gone by ha- before halftime. So I was going to wait, and I was like, you know, I might as well, I may want to go up and get my, you know, my food. 
because people brought their whole freaking families. It was a free, I guess it was practically a free dinner for them. And they just, they ate and they, and that was the funny part about it was they all ate and left. Oh, you know, this place is having a free hot dog and nacho bar. Let's, let's go here. You know, we'll save some money. You know, Hey, I, I understand I got kids too, but well, I mean, you got to save money while you can. I understand that, but I wouldn't take my kids to a bar and have them chow on free hot dogs and nachos. Not what, I mean, I mean, these, I mean, these hot dogs weren't really even that great either. I mean, they're just, they weren't even bundling this, this time around. And they were on a crock pot. So Lord knows how many, uh, Lord knows how many, uh, well, at least I get sick. I don't know. I don't know, guys. But, you know, with free hot dogs and nachos... And this guy's practically running out on the street for no reason. And I'm not sure what's happening here, but this guy, this, this cop on this motorcycle is trying to get through and he can't. So a lot of weird things are happening this morning already. But yes, I, um, normally, normally I have to have McDonald's. And I, you know, I have McDonald's after the, um, after all the festivities. But the thing is, is I like to have it before I drink because the grease usually soaks up everything. And that didn't happen, but I'm, I'm, I'm all good. I think I'm pretty much past recovery now. I mean, I haven't drank any coffee all week so far. I mean, I, um, I've been drinking these Rockstar Recovery drinks. They're not bad, actually. They're, um, they've helped me out. I mean, they have all the all the uh, nutrients to help hangovers and and one thing you want to avoid when you're hang, hungover is, is caffeine speaking of that with hangovers anybody remember anybody, anybody remember chaser it was those pills you buy at the store and supposedly you had to you had to take the uh, you had to take the after every drink or something like that you had to take the pills as supposed to cure your hangover I don't know. I just find with hangovers, you just, you try to eat a whole bunch of food and soak up all the alcohol and, and just pray the next day and it's not as bad. I mean, for me, I, I think when I woke up the next morning, I was still buzzed because everything was still spinning. And me and my coworkers, they had a, we had a group text going through the Super Bowl. And you could tell everybody was getting getting trashed because, well, the uh, texts were flying and a whole bunch of stuff. I know during the J-Lo and Shakira performance that people seem to have uh, been offended by. I don't know why. The text definitely started flying there. And it just was nonstop. And it was funny because when I woke up the next morning, I was getting ready to go to work. I was like, what's the over-under of of, uh, pretty much my entire group? Um, working from home the next day. There was five of us, well, actually six of us. One took PTO, and the other two, yeah, other three worked from home, and it was just me and another guy where they were in the office. 
In fact, it was just me and him, and he was like, I'm leaving here at 2.30 today. I'll just finish up from home. Says nobody wants to come to work anymore. So, you know. Anyways, let's get the game. It was a fun, exciting game for the most part. I know at one point, early in the game, they were doing all those Super Bowl commercials, and I really wasn't paying attention to them. I mean, they just... There was a few I looked up because people were laughing, and I'm like, come on, let's, let's get rid of these stupid commercials. I want to watch the game. And both teams gave us a lot of stuff. I mean, it was a hard, I mean, it was physical, hard-hitting. It wasn't flashy football. I mean, everyone was expecting a high-scoring, flashy passing game out of both teams. And where it really wasn't that. It was a lot of, lot of running the football. And defense. I mean, it was it was it was an awesome thing to watch. I figured the over under in that game was was like fifty two to fifty three and a half, and I figured that game was going to slightly go under, and it did. It was actually was the, the total points was fifty one, and I figured it was going to probably go under because what everybody thought this game was going to go over, and I was like, eh. the way you know with, the, with these teams and then probably their nerves and stuff like that, you know. It wasn't going to be that high scoring. The um, both teams had a game plan and they executed it. It's just um, one team had more uh, had had more of the rules go their way. Um, San Francisco got pressure on Patrick Mahomes. I mean, they, that's one thing they would have to do, and they did it. Mahomes had a bad game, but as as what the former UConn quarterback Dan Orlowski said. This was probably Mahomes' best game he's ever played because he played horrible, but he recovered and snatched victory from the jaws of the feet. I mean, he he eventually got better as the game went, and when he was when he was really really needed to step up, he stepped up, and of course he had some help from the run. You know, Damian Williams had a hell of a game and. You know, I was really pissed off over LaShawn McCoy being scratched, a healthy scratch for the game, because the guy, he just got, you know, he finally gets here, and he's scratched. He played for most of the season, and, you know, they, they, they scratched the whole playoffs. And I guess when I was, from what I was reading, I guess he had some issues with ball security. He was, I guess he was fumbling the ball, and, you know, when you fumble the ball, I mean, that's just what happens. I mean, they're not going to play you. If you're having those issues, and I'm guessing it's probably why they scratched it for the game. They they needed more defense than anything they felt, and well, if you're a liability on offense, no, you know, no sense of uh, and, and credit Kansas City. They knew what they were doing. They knew what they had, and although I thought Shea could have three touchdowns in this game, I mean, you know, the first. Uh, TD where Williams didn't get in, I said Shea would have got that easily. And of course, the pass Mahomes through to Williams that he uh, just missed, Shea would have caught that. Yep, I, I think Shea would have scored a whole bunch of TDs, and Kansas City probably would have won more comfortably than what they did. Although they need, although you know, the the game was a lot closer than what the score indicated because. 
that last touchdown was more of just a, um, you know, it was more just a, a nail in the coffin touchdown. I mean, the game was, I mean, the game pretty much was, was, was I mean, it was all, obviously, it was Kansas City's, um, they obviously won the game, but just that last one was just the, uh, was this, you know, I guess you could say it was the, the FUTD, that's what they used to call it. I don't know what happened to San Francisco. It's just weird. I mean, um, the, their first drive that came out smoking, and as as they got in the Kansas City territory, their their play calling got weird, and they settled for a field goal. They should have. I mean, they should have had a touchdown that drive. It should have been seven nothing. I mean, they had opportunities to, to take out Kansas City, just didn't do it. Obviously, the big play was in the second half. Was that third and long? For, for Kansas City, and Mahomes just throws it up, and uh, you know Terry Kill was there to make the catch. I mean, he was wide open, and that that play pretty much turned the tide of that game because it was twenty to ten. They scores twenty seventeen, and all they need is a stop on defense to get back in it, which they got it because Cal Shanahan folded, much like he did with. Uh, with the Atlanta Falcons and the Patriots in that in Super Bowl in that Super Bowl in Houston. I don't know. I mean the play when I mean, they were up twenty ten, the play calling just got weird and they had to uh, put the ball in the hands of Jimmy Garoppolo to win and he just wasn't gonna do it. I mean he's not a bad quarterback, but he isn't great either. I mean he just is what he is. He's pretty much a guy who he may, he's gonna be a game manager. He's got all his talent around him. He's just going to manage and he's going to execute. I mean, I mean, it's kind of like a you know a, a Bill. He's kind of like a Bill Stahl, where he's going to go in. He's going to look good because he's, he's he look good. He's going to look good because he's executing. Because he has all the good. Plus, he has all the good players around him to execute, and a really good defense. I mean, it was 2010. I, even I thought Andy Reid was a choke. I called him Andy Schottenheimer, which I um, I called on my own tweet towards the end and said, well, I was wrong on this one. I mean, they just, um, she's played a hell of a game, and, you know, finally they get, they get Super Bowl after 50 years. I mean, it's their first one they won, and good Lord. Since they, you know, since the Hank Stram, you know, 65-twice power trap. But, I mean, Shady got a ring, so we got a pit player with a Super Bowl ring. I guess that's cool. Um, Darrell, Re- Darrell Rivas had his fun with the whole thing. And, you know, Darrell wasn't, you know, Rivas wasn't lying. I mean, he exposed, I mean, obviously there was some stuff Rivas saw on film, and he pointed it out. And it, it eventually, in the end, came back to bite San Francisco. You know, I, you know, when you get beat by Sammy Watkins, it's never a good thing. I mean, I mean, he's, I mean, the guy is in chopped liver. I mean, he has some, some gas left in the tank. But Rivas saw some stuff there, and I figured Kansas City would, would run with it. it. Looks like they did. 
And look at all the related stuff here. Well, that happened also. Um, Troy Polamalu got into the Hall of Fame, which was surprising. He got in and suppose I guess he had some issues with Tomlin and them towards the end. He felt like the locker room just changed and flipped. And it did, obviously, because we saw what exactly was happening. It's just how when you got older veterans and you get all these younger players and, well, the crop of younger guys they had, well, some of them became, in the end, became problematic. Which, uh, you know, we have, to give, we, have a big, we have to give a big shot to the script writers of the, of the NFL. I mean, they, they chalked up one hell of a season this year. I mean, you had... The Antonio Brown drama. Um, let's see, Jerry Jones and his drama with Jason Garrett. And Dak because of his contract. Um, you had Lamar Jackson mania. I mean, they really did a good job of that. And then they had, you know, the end of the Patriots. Which I don't think they're totally done yet. But then this, I mean, Kansas City getting the, uh, the Lamar Hunt trophy and a trophy which got presented to his son. And then, of course, him raising the Super Bowl. I'm sure there's a lot more storylines than what I've what I mentioned. There's probably a ton more. But hey, the script, the script writers did a hell of a job this year. I mean, they deserve a raise. I mean, they found a way to... Um, you know, make it a great season without having New England in the equation. Where we won't have to flip on the television for it. And we got to, we finally have to see something different. But hats off to New England because, well, they're that good at, um, you know, they're going back every almost every year. But going back to Troy, I mean, I was, I was barely out of college when he got drafted by the Steelers and I initially wasn't crazy about him, but year two, he got a lot better, I, I, I remember. There was that interception he, he had against uh, the Bengals where he ran the end zone and ran over Carson Palmer. That was a fun one. And that year, they went 15-1. and And, of course, they came up short. You knew, I mean, you knew it was going to happen because they, they beat New England early that year, and you figure with they didn't have enough game film on Ben. They were in a game plan better, which they did. But towards the end, the offense was that year. Towards the end, the offense was sputtering. But Troy, you know, I just remember being in the uh, you know in the end zone front row when he made the pick against Flacco. And I just remember him running to the end zone. He ran towards us. And I'm in one of the photos, actually, where he um, he's running towards us. I'm, I'm, I'm actually waving him in. And I just remember how that st- this game was. It was loud. It was like a mob scene. It was probably the loudest ever I've ever seen Heinz Field because, you know, we moved, we moved, we left three rivers moved into Heinz. The game just wasn't loud. It just wasn't pandemonium like it was at three rivers for some reason. It just didn't have that, you know, that atmosphere. I mean, the stain was wide open looking at the river, and it was just mellow. Whereas, whereas you know, the rivers, everything is, lo- you know, it was cl- it was a closed bowl. 
the place was falling apart. People were screaming. And it was just loud. People would just get loud, loud, loud. And it just... With Heinz, you just, I just never felt that. It just didn't seem like... It just didn't seem like an intimidating place to play ever. Whereas Three Rivers did. But that, you know, that, that day, I mean, it just... It just seemed like it all clicked together. You know... And, you know, Troy's a hell of a player, and, you know, he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. I mean, him and Ed Reed, obviously, were two, you know, two of the you know, big defenders of the NFC North. I mean, Alphanic didn't get in, and I think he'll eventually get in. It just, as some people have said, he didn't really, he really did revolutionize the, uh, you know, his position or you know, did anything spectacular. I mean, he just had a, he just had a great career. That was it. And there's plenty of offensive linemen who had great careers, and they all need to get in. And Allen's just got to wait a little bit longer, that's all. But the Steelers get Cower, Donnie Shell, and Troy Polamalu in. I mean, that's, that's good. That's, that's awesome. Three Steelers in. Now, as far as rest of the class goes, I mean, Steve Atwater deserved to get in. Edger James, people are kind of puzzled by, but. The guy had a hell of a he had a hell of a career. I mean, it's just it's just, it's just sad when the, the year he leaves Indianapolis, they win a Super Bowl. After that, um, that you know, against the Steelers, where they choked, he left to go to Arizona, and and the Colts won the Super Bowl next year, and they won it. I mean, he just kept missing the Super Bowl for some reason. I mean, he was in Arizona not too long before that Arizona, they were in the Super Bowl. They lost the Steelers, but yeah. So he's in. Steve Hutchinson's is in. Isaac Bruce, which was funny because the LA Rams were trying to claim Isaac Bruce, but really he was really he was the St. Louis Rams for the most part. I mean, he was deserving too. I mean, the guy had a hell of a career with the Rams as well. But there's plenty of deserving guys. I mean, John Lynch will eventually get in as well. I'm sure there's more guys that, you know, on that ballot that should have gone in. I mean, they're all, they're all deserving. I mean, they're all great players. Anyways, um, we pretty much had a lot of NFL talk. I mean, Pitt, Pitt Panthers played their name tomorrow. On Sunday, Pitt played Miami and won. Uh, second half, they struggled. I mean, they were leading for most of the game. And second half, they lost the lead. Miami retook it back. Pitt would battle back and eventually would get the lead and went up winning the game. It wasn't the greatest of games for them. I mean, it was. But when they play these type of games, they rarely win them. So for them to come out with a victory like this is good. Because they have to go to Notre Dame uh, tomorrow at Notre Dame, and they're, Notre Dame is really, really good at home this year. So that game's going to be a tough one no matter what. They get through that. They get through Georgia Tech. I mean, they've got five ACC wins. They can go to seven six in the ACC. I mean, they should have more ACC wins than what they have. But I won't com- I'm not going to complain too much. So far, they've had a hell of a year. And they're getting better and better. But tonight, I mean, tomorrow night, they're going to need, obviously, 
Audis Tony's been uh, playing help. You know, he's been on a tear. He had a double double last game. They're definitely gonna need him to, tomorrow night, and they're gonna need X. They're gonna need Trey, and definitely Justin Champagne. If they can get good games from all four of those guys, they should have no problems, or at least three of them. They should have no problems being Notre Dame. But that's just a big if. And of course, they got to play defense like they've been. So if they, I mean, the game's winnable. They got to win. These next two definitely are. Then they got, then they got Clemson on the weekend, I believe, or is it next week? I'll look. I'll have to look at the schedule and see. But Clemson's beatable. So there's a lot of hope. And on top of that, Pitt uh, football picked up two uh, new commitments for 2022 Pat Signals. Uh, next podcast, we'll, uh, we'll we'll talk about them because I haven't got all the information of who exactly they landed yet. But, hey, I'm happy about it. I mean, more than Mary for Pitt, for Pitt football. And more wins than Mary for Pitt hoops as well. Anyways, guys, I'll wrap it up here. Hello, Pitt. Talk to you later, guys.